I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, anything different about me? Look like you're packing heat there. (laughs) What is it in your belly? Under your shirt. I have an ice pack down my shirt. It's not that hot, is it? (laughs) I'm sorry. How would you like me to cope with a freaking 36 degree day? Not have an ice pack down my shirt. Once again, I'm glad that this is a voice only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you should see how we look when we record this. It's not good. <laughs> Hi there. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. We're going to talk about the movie Passengers today, and it's a spoilerific episode. Uh, the movie's been out for a while now, though, so if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this to get an overview, wrong place. We're going to get into the heart of the plot and how we can fix it, if given the time machine <laughs> and the capacity to write this film better. Before that, though, Sine, I want to talk about something very, very close to my heart. Me. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, though, wasn't it? That's was good. <laughs> I have a lot of irrational fears, and I think I need to use this podcast to talk about them. We need to work through them together. This isn't a therapy podcast. <laughs> okay, recently we watched a whole bunch of um, Christmas films, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them are set because they're made in America and, um, you know, Northern Hemisphere, it's winter during Christmas. Mm-hmm. The roads on ice, right, on icy lakes. Mm-hmm. I've got this irrational fear of walking across a frozen body of water and falling in. So I also had that fear, but I was about nine when I had it, and it was based on Beauty and the Beast 2. Does that happen in Beauty and the Beast 2, does it? Yeah, yeah. She goes skating and she falls in the lake. Is it the same girl? Belle. She yeah. has a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you can you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah, but I kind of grew out of it based on the knowledge that I would never be walking across a frozen lake. Well, not here in Australia. No. So what? We move overseas. All of a sudden, you're off. You're off. You're, you're sprinting across lakes. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the point of why it's irrational. I recognise this. <laughs> a, I'm unlikely to be walking across that sort of place in Australia and across a lake in Australia that's frozen. Mm-hmm. And B, if I come to a place where there is a frozen lake, I'm unlikely to walk on it. Walk on it. Yeah. Like mistakenly. <laughs> Right. I'm just saying, it's a fear I've got, and I'm always worried about it. Okay. I don't know how to solve it. Well, it's out there in the open now. I okay. just thought you might have something to say. You, you mentioned well, Beauty and the Beast too, so. Leak, leaks? Well, lakes have heard your. Be tough, though, Do they it? attack now, the lakes? <laughs> <laughs> Do they band together? Well, what if you, you fall in and then you can't get up and you're like, your head's hitting Oh, yeah, it's terrifying. The... You like freeze to death, don't you? Because mm. you can't get out. Mm. Well, is that a good way to die? No, 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 I don't think so. I think it's quite painful. Is it? Okay. Haven't you seen Titanic? It hits you like a thousand knives, stabbing you all over your body. You can't breathe, you can't think, and it's not about anything but the pain. 
That's what he says to her on the back of the ship. Well, I feel great now. <laughs> you totally fixed the phobia. <laughs> Another fear I have, and I want to talk about this one because it's it's actually maybe isn't so irrational these days. Mm. I'm afraid there's going to be a breakdown of society. Well. And I, I, I survive <laughs> in, a, in a Mad Max-style world, and I have to bloody battle to survive. I don't think I'd be good at that. I don't... Mm. Unless I can, like, hook up with a warlord and be one of the advisors oh, or something. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I see you. Because the skills I have in life will not transfer well to the post-apocalyptic world we're heading into. I'm just impressed that in your fantasy... You've survived the first, like, cull. No, no, I'm, I, no, I guess. That's the phobia, that I survive. I'd rather die in the first battle or something. No, but that's what I mean. Like, you're not going to survive the first lot. <laughs> well, that's why it's irrational. <laughs> what if I do survive? I'm out in the wastelands by myself. Well, you'll die pretty quickly. It's Sam and, and me. Why <laughs> Sam there? It's like Max and his dog in the second one. Where am I? Oh, you're gone. I'm gone. <laughs> you're way gone. You probably... Hey, what world would I be gone but you wouldn't? Well, this is the, the phobia world. It's the it's the worst case scenario. Well, even in the worst case scenario, you die pretty quickly because you don't have the survival skills you'd need. Well, okay. I guess the phobia is not surviving. The, the phobia is being in it, I suppose. What if society breaks down because of Donald Trump or, you know, Pauline Hanson or any variety of politicians or lack of resources or nuclear war? Hmm. And then I have to go out. And kill to survive. <laughs> the skills I have do not transfer. It's like we saw recently a YouTube video with David Mitchell. He said, how long after the apocalypse are there going to be pitching panel shows? Yeah. Go on? <laughs> what, what would you do if you were in the post-apocalyptic world? Well, I would, I'd die. Imme- I'd be dead immediately. At least you can cook and stuff, though. You could barter your skills for safety. I couldn't, like, slaughter animals or anything, though. Yeah, true. I feel like... You're a bit handier than I am, though. I am, that's true. Mm. If there's, a, like, a zombie apocalypse, mm. I'll be dead immediately. Yeah. Have you seen how good I am at those action games? Not very good at all. He <laughs> <laughs> screamed this morning when we were playing. He came out of nowhere! <laughs> he wasn't... I didn't know he was there! <laughs> well, what if... This is another one I've got, actually. It's not a world... Um, apocalypse sort of situation, right? It's not a Mad Max where people are with warring tribes and stuff. It's just that I'm literally the last person alive. Like in Iron Legend? Kind of, yeah. I wouldn't be able to survive. Well, then that's fine then. You wouldn't survive. That's just fine then, is it? Well, I don't I'm understand what the, what the fear is then. What do you mean? Well, do you want to survive? Mm. If you're the only person... I'd give it a bit of peace and quiet, wouldn't I? <laughs> I guess if I can find some sort of food source and I can still read and whatever, I'll be mm. okay. <laughs> Maybe that's a irrational desire. <laughs> Do you have any irrational fears? I don't think so. I think all my fears are pretty rational. Like what? Well, I'm not going to share them on the podcast. In case somebody like takes them and designs a sort of fear haunted mansion thing for you yes yeah i'm not going to give them that ammunition to use against me look that's very wise and i I know that people out there have already started working on a haunted haunted (laughs) mansion for me there's going to be frozen Frozen lakes (laughs) mad max world going on 
you know that there's actually um a like a festival in I think it's somewhere in Northern California where people come in the desert and they all dress like Mad Max sort mm. of thing and yeah I'm not going there. I hate the heat. <laughs> you worry about the heat, not the <laughs> not the savages. Plays that I assume it's like a theme park sort of thing. It's right? like a cosplay sort of. Well, yeah, festival. they're not actually going to kill you. Mm. They're not actually going to cut your hand off. This is how it starts. Oh god! It's the prequel to the to the first one. <laughs> Good movies, aren't they? Hmm. I like them. Speaking of movies, smooth transition time. <laughs> Passengers. It stars Jennifer Lawrence and Christopher Pratt. Christopher? Or... I don't think it, it's Chris, isn't it? That's what his mum calls him, probably. <laughs> and it's directed by Morton Tildum, who did Imitation Game. Bit of a strange leap from that to this. Mm. The sort of sci-fi action drama elements of comedy in there. Mm-hmm. So basically the plot is, and we're getting very spoilerific in this episode, so if you don't want to listen, don't. Can you please stop saying spoilerific? What's wrong with spoilerific? Because... You're not the kind of person who says spoilerific. Okay, this is going to be a spoilertastic oh my God. <laughs> discussion of the film. So, yes, the it's set in the future and there's a big ship. They're going to colonise a, a world across the stars. Um, and Christopher Pratt is in a... Stop calling him Christopher! <laughs> <laughs> He's in... Um, can I blow your mind just quickly? What? You know Topher Grace's full name is Christopher? Oh. That makes, Topher, a lot, that makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? Hmm. That has blown my mind, actually. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Chris Pratt, as his friends call him. Um, he's in like a, what are they called? The Chambers? Like a... They're, on the, they're aboard the Starship Avalon and they're in the... Sleep chamber, Cry- cryo-freeze, yeah. ch- sleep chamber things. You, you know what we mean. You know what we mean. You're supposed to stay in there for a thousand years before you wake up on the new planet, and you can, you know, start your life again. However, halfway through, his ship, his own little chamber, opens up. Mm-hmm. He's the only person alive, way before everybody else, and if you know, he's going to die before everyone else does as well. Interesting, interesting sort of um, story from there, isn't it? Super interesting concept. It's a cool, it's a cool hook. But at the end of the film, it was just like any other action film. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be better than it was. I yeah, think. me too. Or a bit different or a bit, I don't know. Well, as we're getting into spoilers, what happens next is that he stumbles upon Jennifer Lawrence and she's she's all cryo-frozen herself and he, he can somehow look at every, all the other guests' um, videos before they've come onto the ship. He works out. She's a writer. She seems really cool. She's obviously quite attractive. And he's like, I'm, well, I'm going to die. Maybe I could. He spends like a year by himself and he's like, well, mm-hmm. is it wrong to open up her? Because I, I think I'm in love with her, even though I haven't met her yet. And so he decides to. Now, that's where it gets a bit weird. It gets a bit creepy, doesn't it? Which wasn't really how the movie was sold to me. I don't know how it was sold to you. Well- from the trailer it presented a completely different movie to what we ended up seeing like it was all about we've got to figure out why we were woken up and yeah i thought there was going to be like a big conspiracy well it wasn't one of the taglines was there's a reason they woke up but the reason as it turns out is that there was some failure on the ship like yeah well, okay I, I don't understand it and the reason it, she woke up is because he physically did it so yeah it, i don't know it was presented 
felt a bit, um, it was a bit disingenuous the way it, they mm. marketed the film. Well, I, I thought there was going to be, um, yeah, like a conspiracy, like you say, that they were all sold a different story. They were all going to die anyway, or something. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, there was some sort of like horror thing where they were all going to be woken up. That's what I and have to. Yeah, die. I yeah. don't know. Maybe but, that's just us though, that we had different expectations. Perhaps, but. yeah, perhaps. The reason they woke up were, was error. And then he mm. woke her up, as you said. Yeah. It's an interesting, like, sort of hypothetical situation there when he does decide to wake her up in the end because he does wake her up but doesn't tell her why he's done that. And then they end up falling in love and being together for about a year or so until he finally does, it, it is revealed in mm. a kind of weird, yeah, convoluted way, way just because the plot had to have it revealed to her. And, of course, she gets upset and, of course, he's like, well, well of course you're upset. You know, it's mm. like... So I think we can afford to be a bit less vague here because if you're listening to this podcast, you've most likely seen the film. So he asks the bartender not to tell her, right? And then the bartender does. Yeah. And then when that happened, I thought, well, maybe the whole machine thing has gone a bit malevolent. Well, that's what I thought was going to happen when he was all clicking and stuff. I was like, oh, they're going to turn on He's them. He's actually gone evil, but yeah. no, it was just mucking up sort of thing. But then why did he tell her? Just to be a dick? Well, yeah. I... We've, it's been a couple of weeks since we saw the film, but I can't really remember the reason why it was revealed. Unless the bartender AI system had started to have some sort of free will, but that wasn't, you know, yeah. established. Maybe maybe it's our fault we haven't interpreted the film properly. Like we didn't mm. get that bit, but it did seem like that, didn't it? Yeah. And how the how the whole film played out? It was it was not too bad, and the film that we saw was wasn't the worst thing in the world, and I've quite liked it. And it was cool to see an interesting sci-fi concept on screen. There's some bits in the plot, though. Like, at one point, Lawrence Fishburne wakes up, and he's, like, one of the, the captains or one of the engineers on the ship. Mm. And he's obviously just there to give them more exposition and to help them along the way towards the end of the he film. He was such a useless character. It would have been no different if he was there. He, yeah. He's just like, something is wrong. This cool. is what you do. This is <laughs> ways to fix it. Here's, a, like, a pass. pass that gets you everywhere on the ship. Mm. So that was kind of weird, I thought. But we, we thought of some ways that we would have done the film differently or some other ways this sort of story could have played out. I, for one, think that it could have been interesting if um, Jennifer Lawrence's character had woken up and they all the whole thing had played out with them falling in love and everything else after Christopher Pratt had been there for a while. However, it could have been cool if we were in the dark like she was, mm. if we didn't know that he had woken her up and that was a twist reveal in perhaps the third act. Would have been really, really cool. In the trailer, she just turns up and is walking around yeah. and that would have been so creepy for us to just hear this other voice and gone, holy shit, someone else is awake. Yeah. And then for it, what if we found out when she did on her birthday that yeah. he so actually we, did it? Yeah, so we think this guy is really cool and we see him at the start of the film being all alone, yeah. really sad and depressed, thinking about committing suicide and then all of a sudden this perfect woman is there as well and wakes up and mm-hmm. the story says that it's just like by happenstance. Yeah. They fall in love. She's like his saviour. Then towards the then end of the film, it, it is revealed that he did it all along. We have to reevaluate everything that we've learnt about him. Don't you think it would have done a better job of hammering home how difficult the decision was for the audience though? Because it would have put us in his shoes almost. Yeah. Or it would have like, we would go, oh, how great, how great. Oh, shit. Yeah. Was this the right decision? Whereas at the moment, we're kind of like removed from that decision making. Well, and I know what they're trying to do because it really does. We show the the um the decision he makes is really shown to us, and we're part of the, mm. the process when he decides to wake her up. 
But you still kind of think he's a bit of a dick, don't you? Because then he then goes on to yeah. using all the information he knows about her already to fall in love with her. And that was the creepy bit that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So it's the creepy uh, creepiness of, I don't know, he sort of tricked her into falling in love with him. Because he knew all the things that she liked already because he knew more about mm-hmm. her. It's like reading someone's diary and then using those things in the diary to... Yeah, being like, oh, I also like this thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But how cool would it have been if, if we hadn't known that? It was a twist and we think that they just were perfect for each other. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. I also thought it could have been cool. It really pissed me off at the end that he didn't die. Yeah, so there's a point where he has to go out and fix the shit from the outside in a, in a spacesuit, and he ends up dying or almost dying. Yeah. And she like regenerates him she, through surgery or whatever. Through, yeah, through plot reasons, she she has the <laughs> ability to, to fix him up and yeah. restore his life. I thought it could have been so much stronger if he had died right and then she was put in the position that he was in at the beginning of the film. So then she had to make that, like she was so angry at him for waking her up and he she forgave him for reasons. There's no reason that she should have forgiven him. Because basically he sentenced her to death. She could have then made the really hard decision to wake someone else up or mm-hmm. wake everyone up on the ship. Why Why couldn't she have woken everyone up on the ship and then they all like reproduced and everything, which is what the plan was when they were on the planet anyway, and just kept going for all these years until they got to the planet? Well, what or, I'll say about that is that perhaps the ship wouldn't have had the resources. Yeah, you know, that's the, true. Yeah, because it was meant for only, three only months so or whatever peop- it was. Yeah, and only so many people. Yeah. But you're right. She would have been in the same position It could have been was. interesting to have her go from being really mad at him for doing that to being put in that position herself. And realising it wasn't that easy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just could have been, I don't know, much stronger. As it is, they hate each other for a bit and then, well, she had him for a bit and then they re... re she forgives him for no reason. She forgives him and then they live out the rest of their lives. On the ship. On the yeah. ship. And then they wake, the ship wakes up. Um, on on time mm, in the future. For everyone else, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as I said, the, the story works out okay, but those little things could have been so much cooler, Yeah, I think, especially if the twist had been there and then she was forced into that situation of, of like he was. At the end, though, when there was that big reveal of what they'd done to the ship with all the plants and the chickens and everything, mm. I don't know, I just... We didn't qu- see any of that. It was like, oh, yeah, P.S., this happened. This happened. Yeah. And I felt a bit like, I don't know whether they stopped the story too early. It almost felt like, to me that they got bored of what they were doing, so they just wanted to finish it as quickly as possible mm. and move on. There's an interesting film there, and the, the film that we saw was interesting, but yeah. I think they, I'm not sure they really interrogated or made the most of the interesting concept that they The most interesting thing with. was the fact that he woke her up. Yeah. Right? Because but it came out really creepy, didn't it? Really creepy. But and and not a creepy and stupid, not creepy and interesting. Yeah. You know, and because he essentially sentenced her to death because they're still going to take a thousand years or whatever to get to the planet, and they can't go back to sleep. So, I don't know. I just why did only one pod fail and he woke up? Why didn't a few people wake up? It was just his that had there was a power surge or something, wasn't there? Yeah, but do you think it could have been cooler if there was like a group of them? maybe like four or so, mm. and then one guy wanted to kill everyone and they had to put him out or I don't know. It could have been... Well, same concept, different story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think 
it really annoyed me because we're not obviously professionals in this industry by any stretch of the imagination, but by kind of a half hour conversation between us, we thought of three or four really cool things they could have done that were really small and mm. wouldn't have taken a lot of effort, but would have made the movie so much more interesting and richer and yeah. much cleverer. The, I can see why they didn't do some of the things that we talked about as well, because I, I suppose why it wasn't a twist with the real, the twist the real for him was they wanted by showing his like heart wrenching decision to wake her up with on his side more. I think that's probably why they did that. Could have uh, done that in a flashback though. Not really making. Yeah, I guess so. Because Chris Pratt, who's the smiling guy, handsome guy from all mm. the movies and from Parks and Rec, isn't turns into a villain then. You know. Yeah, which is annoying because it's actually more interesting for the character, but they wouldn't have done it because of the actor yeah. who played it. And um, the same thing about him dying at the end. No one wants to yeah. see the, the nice, handsome guy die and her do have to do a hard decision herself. I know. Like, you can see why like, it's a Hollywood sort of film, you know. I can see why it's done like that. But you're right. This, the idea that there's a better film there from what we saw is annoying, isn't it? Yeah. There were some nice moments in the film. Like, I, I just... There was, and, and they've, they're quite attractive to look at and, you know, they, they had nice chemistry, I yeah. thought. Yeah. It's just... It could have been so much better, and the trailer, the movie the trailer pitched me was a better movie than we ended up seeing. Well, that's the other thing. Even if even if something else could have been, there was some sort of conspiracy to wake these two people up. Yeah. And that, you know, that all signed up to a lie or something, and that they... Like, I was still waiting for the other shooter drop, like, for that Lawrence Fishburne had turned out to be evil, or that they were chasing, like, something was chasing them and they were running mm. away. But all they were doing was trying to fix the ship, which is fine. I just, that's not much of a, I don't know... I didn't really care. It was more about the interpersonal drama, which is a fine choice to make, I suppose. But That's fine, but then why not enhance that and heighten yeah. that and make it the sole thing? Mm. They tried to be like, oh, it's this hard decision, but then it didn't really, like, they didn't go as far as they could have with it. Why not yeah. push it to the extreme if you're yeah. going to do that? I agree. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I would have woken up. Would I have woken someone else up? Would I have just, you know, and what you think you might do? Like, there's, yeah. some, there's well, a real, like moral sort of philosophical thing to this and I feel like it wasn't explored as much as it could have been. I agree. You're sentenced to death but you can bring someone else with you. Mm. But by doing that you're becoming an executioner as well. So Yeah, so it sounds like you say no, but then if you're on your own for a year, no mm. human contact. Of course, and you've come across this person who you, you love you know, like in a weird way. Yeah. That, that situation is probably one of my phobias, I suppose, as well. Another fear. Yes, <laughs> being stuck on a spaceship. <laughs> Having to decide the fate uh, of humanity. <laughs> I, I don't know. I should be in charge of these situations, you know. But who should? Sam. <laughs> Can the person still feed me and give me cuddles? Yes. yes. Okay, then. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rate passengers? You reckon? Probably like a three out of five. Yeah, I think I'd give the same. That's fine. Glad we saw it. But the idea that there's other stuff out there that could have made it so much better... Could have been a five-star movie if you're right. If they'd really explored those extra bits, mm. I almost prefer seeing a movie that's really crap and like a one-star with bad acting and a bad story and everything, than seeing a movie that's almost there. Yeah, because it's so much frustrating. Like so much more frustrating that it could be so much better with just a few little tweaks. Mm. It's almost like it, this script needed one more round through the writers' room, mm. one more test screening, one more 
meeting with the producers. Like it just needed one more go over. I'd see it if, you know. Yeah, totally. But I don't know that I would. Actually, I probably would watch it again. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. I think I'd probably enjoy it a second time watching it knowing more. Knowing what's happening. Knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, worthwhile watch, but, um, yeah, possibly a better film out there somewhere. Mm. Um, we're about, what, 34 episodes into this podcast, and we just realised we never ask you what you think. What do you True. think about the films? Do you like them? Do you think our ideas are better? Are we idiots? This should Sam have his own segment. <laughs> You can get in touch with us on our Twitter page, um, through SoundCloud, through our email, which is slpodcasting at gmail.com. Yeah, send us a message on, like, Twitter or something. Did you like Passengers? Was there something better there? Could it have been better? Should we be in charge of things? <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always, if you've liked this, tell your friends. Give it a like and a rating on iTunes. Retweet us. One button, guys. It's not that hard. <laughs> Do you like being s- scolded? Tell us. <laughs> you have irrational fears. Are they about lakes? Would you be in my Mad Max gang? I'm not, apparently. Not because I don't like you. Because I'm dead. I'm not in charge of the world. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you, and goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.